Welcome back to Trending Education. Dan Straffer, Mike Palmer, and Brandon Jones back with you today. We're talking changing media consumption habits in the digital age. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm excited uh, that we have, a, we have a guest in our midst. Uh, I don't know how you feel, Brandon. Is it me? Am I the guest? I'm excited you're here, of course. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, no, I'm excited as well. I'm, I'm doing well. I think this is, uh, should be a fun topic uh, and with, uh, so with some expertise as well. And that guest is uh, Gene Ellen Cowgill from TikTok, uh, a part of Bloomberg Media, TikTok's uh, general manager. And uh, Gene Ellen, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Great to be here. So can you, uh, can you give us a, a little bit of background around... Uh, maybe your your career history that got you to TikTok, sure. and then uh, TikTok is a relatively recent uh, venture of sorts. Uh, can can you give us a little bit of context around uh, you know who you are, how you got to TikTok, and what TikTok is? Sure. Um, so yes, TikTok is new to Bloomberg, and I am new to TikTok, so it's all new. Um, <laughs> so my background, uh, I previously uh, was at the Atlantic for eight years. Um, so for the past six years, I was uh, building Atlantic 57, uh, the Atlantic's consulting division. And prior to that, was managing corporate strategy and business development for the Atlantic and Atlantic Media. Uh, I came to TikTok um, because of the potential that I see for this brand to be, uh, I think we have a, you know, just a very small minor goal of being the modern news brand of choice. Sure. Um, so... We'll see how we do. Uh, so tick, so I Is that came, the first quarter goal? I mean, I know yeah. you're new. Like, that's going to be yeah, soon. That's right. so you should yeah. get right on that. Yeah, we're, we're working on it. Um, so <laughs> uh, TikTok launched uh, in December of this past year. So we're coming up on its one-year anniversary here soon. Um, but the idea came about uh, months and months before. Uh, it was a, initially a partnership between Bloomberg and Twitter. And uh, the leaders of those two organizations saw an opportunity to bring the best of Bloomberg standards, uh, journalistic standards with you know, 2,700 journalists in 120 countries um, to Twitter, where you have you know, massive audiences talking about the news of the day. Um, and if you think about kind of the rise of um, cable news companies in a different era, uh, taking advantage of the networks that were being created in TV. Mm -hmm. I think we see an opportunity to harness the power of social media in a new way and build a news brand that is truly uh, designed for the way that we're all consuming today. So the first year uh, is an exclusive partnership with Twitter and Twitter has been an amazing and it is an amazing partner. Uh, the larger vision for TikTok is to be the social news network for today's world uh, and to, to reach consumers where they are and the ways that um, they want to consume. Uh, that does mean that it's primarily video because the easiest way for someone to dip in and out quickly throughout their day is a video, right? Mm -hmm. um, more so than, than perhaps anything else. Uh, so I've been at TikTok now since June. Okay. Uh, so you know, running hard. Um, and we've been in my first uh, several months, we've been doing a deep dive on what's working, uh, where we can double down, um, what we can learn, because of course, you launch with an idea. Sure. And then you get to figure out, okay, now how does that idea reach its fullest expression? Sure. Yeah, I wonder, um, on the learning part, uh, if you want to be the place, the source for digital news for today's consumer, 
you don't learn a lot about the consumer. So I, w- I wonder if there's anything that you can share, not to get any too proprietary, but anything that you've learned in the first few months or the first, you know, three quarters of a year that, that TikTok's been in existence about consumer preferences, what they tell you, uh, what, what, have, what have you learned so far? Absolutely. So we've been doing a lot of research, both looking at our analytics um, and working off the back of uh, Bloomberg's larger quantitative studies, and then also doing a lot of qualitative research. So doing a lot of focus groups, interviews, user tests, et cetera. Um, and I should mention that while we seek to be a, a brand that appeals to a, to a large uh, global population, our core audience is um, the kind of rising uh, new guard, mm-hmm. uh, the kind of millennials who are now running businesses, brands, teams, creative enterprises, uh, because we see those as being the individuals who will most value the way in which we're providing the news and also help to, to drive awareness of the brand uh, with the public at large. So mm-hmm. a lot of our research has focused on uh, millennials and specifically uh, millennials who are kind of the adults in the room. I think a lot of organizations still think of millennials as being like the kids and, and they've grown up. Sure. <laughs> so uh, it's time to start providing them with news and content that, that treats them as such. Yeah. Um, so I can, I can share a couple different things. Um, one that I think is interesting because we are doing both quantitative and qualitative research. Um, so in uh, our qualitative research in our interviews and, and, and group uh, testing, uh, what individuals will say is they'll, they'll focus a lot on the morning and the evening, right? So if I were to ask you about your news habits, you might sort of tell me a lot about, well, I get up and I, you know, I quickly, I check my email and I start listening to, you know, training and education, listen yeah. to a couple podcasts, yeah. right? It's your morning, yeah, assume, yeah. right? Yeah, it's my every morning, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, then, and then they'll briefly mention like, you know, and, and I'll kind of dip in and through it and in and out throughout the day and then and then they'll focus on their evening like I you know I get home I like to to you know watch something on Netflix or mm-hmm. um, you know catch up on what I missed with a, another newsletter etc mm-hmm. um, and so if you if you listen to that you might think oh well we've got to own like it's the morning it's the morning and it's the evening and that's it right, right? Um, but when you actually look at how people are uh, consuming at least you know especially with our traffic patterns, what we see is a rising tide throughout the morning into the midday. Uh, and we see this globally because we are a global platform. So we're looking at- Everyone's morning through midday? Like, yeah, so yeah. we like looked at it at different time zones. Mm-hmm. Um, and consistently, it doesn't look, it's sort of like the dog that didn't bark, right? Like it's like people are, when you, we say we all dip in and out throughout the day, we're doing it constantly. Yeah, and when <laughs> you a, lot, up, a lot of dipping. When you dip and you dip and I dip and we all dip, but the, you know, what, what happens is uh, you get, a wave that occurs Um, and so it's not just about any one time and I think something that that people ask is like what's the best time to be pushing out content and the answer is more um, you need to be there when the news is there right Mm -hmm. Um, and one other quick thing on that the the most interesting thing about that quantitative review is that in order to even see that kind of consistent line throughout the day we had to remove a ton of outliers Hmm which is, that's like a footnote on like the PowerPoint slide, but it's actually the most important piece of the slide, right? Because it basically uh, means that 
if you looked at it without the outliers, you'd be like, oh my God, like 7.30 a.m. or like, you know, 3 p.m. is the perfect time. And actually it was just that there was a massive news event that happened during the sample period. Right, right. right. So it's really, you have to be where the people are when they need it, when the news breaks, when right. they get that um, alert on their phone and they all jump in. Yeah, and I, I imagine it's somewhat, uh, it, it's it's informative even to understand that there's a, there's a, a disparity between what people report and then what the data actually says. So right. like in some ways you're learning which which signals are the most relevant to you actually setting your strategy. Right. So like we do a lot of surveying and uh, while surveying is a great way to do a quick like uh, pulse check, yeah. you got to remember that sometimes that pulse check will be wrong. And then if I'm hearing you right, you're even saying that sometimes the quantitative data can be misleading as well, where right. like if it's reflective of the when the news is happening. That's it, not a magic moment. It yes. wasn't because of the time of the day. It was yeah. because the news broke at that day. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then and then you were also, uh, you know, when we were prepping, you were talking about uh, the, the notion of nutrient-rich nutrient sure. uh, content, uh, which is something we've talked about uh, more really from a learning perspective, mm -hmm. where like there's a challenge of, uh, you know, earning the learner's attention and retaining them and uh, continuing to get them to come right. back. And that's a blend of being uh, entertaining, engaging, surprising enough that they, you know, their thumbs, it's thumb stopping content, but then you don't want it to be purely uh, confectionery, uh, the equivalent of fast food we've also discussed. It sounds like some of your research has, has sort of reinforced that concept. Totally. I love the idea of nutrient rich. Um, you. Can, you, can you kind of expand on that Absolutely. a little bit? Absolutely. Well, it's, it's interesting because if the last example was a little bit about why quantitative research is important. I think this is actually a good example of why qualitative research can be really powerful. Um, so um, we've been watching uh, so many people watch so many videos and um, it's amazing how, and, and I'm not specifically speaking to TikTok videos, we're having them watch all kinds of news videos from all kinds of providers. And what you see is, uh, it's amazing how long two minutes can feel. Mm -hmm. um, and you have to remember, these are individuals that are in a testing room. They are being paid, right, to watch these things. So it's not that they have some place to be. Right. Um, and uh, you can watch them watch a two minute video and uh, it feels, you can watch that they want to move on. They'd right. rather not be watching it. That's interesting. Right? Mm -hmm. And so my, uh, my personal hypothesis on this is that um, when we look back at the social kind of two minute videos that are being created today, when we look back at them in five years, 10 years, it will feel like looking back at like 1950s television, mm. right? Like think about like an I Love Lucy, lovely show, sure. but so slow, right. right? So slow because we didn't know what we could expect of the viewers. And so we kind of dumbed it down and to your point, I think, yes, you need to capture someone's attention and get them to pay attention. But um, actually, viewers want nutrient-rich content. Like, they want every second counts, and you need to craft each second with intention. And um, the, the kind of beats that you could take in a cable news environment or in a longer form, it, the rules are totally different in this world that we're playing in, for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, I wonder, um, this, this probably is outside of the purview of what you're looking at right now, but it, would, it is interesting to me as somebody who works for a learning company about, um, do you need a balanced uh, meal to uh, actually be able to retain 
some of what you're learning. So, or what you're consuming rather. So, um, I don't know, you may have, have uh, looked at this and if you haven't, I'd be interested. Um, do people who watch shorter and shorter and shorter videos or sort of move on once they've gotten a minute through a two minute video, do, do you have any sense of, are they actually retaining information that they learned, that oh. they watched? That Again, that's not, I know that's not the thrust of what you're looking at right now, but um, sure. as you think about meeting the needs of, you know, the modern consumer of media, I think it is interesting to think about what, if one of those needs is actual sort of knowledge acquisition from the media that they consume in whatever format, if that is a stated goal, like that, that may inform how you serve things up or what you're trying to provide and when. So I, I don't know if you have learned anything about that yet or if you have any hypotheses about that yeah. also. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I don't have a direct answer for that, but it does, um, I do think it's important. Something we've thought a lot about is, is how to craft for uh, the right moment in the news cycle and then also how different types of videos can sort of fit into someone's day in different ways. And I think my hypothesis, which is not based on any direct research question that we've asked, but um, my hypothesis would be that if you can match the moment effectively, right, like the sort of time that someone has and the amount of brain space they're giving to, to it uh, with the right kind of content, you can draw them in. So a, a good example of, of one kind of content that we've found very effective um, is, uh, so there's lots and lots of live streams that we could put out on a given day, right? Sure. Like a live stream of a news what event happening or conference. Um, most people don't want to watch a live stream unless it's a major cultural moment. Um, so the, the phrase I use here is we're trying to be the future of like CNN, not the future of C-SPAN. Mm -hmm. And I love C-SPAN. Sure. They're wonderful. What a, what a drag though. You know, That's, I like that. But like you don't want to just like put it out there sure. unfiltered. But what is really useful to people is if you find that key telling, exciting, terrifying, emotional mm -hmm. moment that yep. occurred in the news conference at the game, right in the news event and you clip it and it's usually a typically these are i'm talking like 15 to 30 second videos yep and you're putting it out super quickly those types of videos uh which we've now coined as keyframes because it's the keyframe right mm -hmm. um it's a good those, name for it thank you yeah thanks um those do really well um because it gives people that like fly on the wall i was there i saw it happen right if anyone loves Hamilton, like you get to be in the room where it happened for yeah. that 30 seconds. We like, all love Hamilton you know? here. Yeah. Oh, great. Okay. Um, you're in, you're out, and then you go back to your day, but you have, I think, an unfiltered perspective on what just occurred or what's happening in the world before you then go read the assessments and the analysis and the opinions and everything. Like you had that moment where you watched one politician awkwardly answer the question of another politician yes. and now you can have a perspective on what just happened it's sort of like like in in school i feel like it's like the primary document like right. reading a primary document and then you can read all the historians sure. on it you know? yeah yeah I, I mean you're maybe you uh just primed me to think about c-span but like i i've been watching more c-span lately because there's, there's so many really riveting hearings that are happening but there's a lot of dead air and uh, kind of uh, boring content. This episode is brought to you by C-SPAN. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 
but 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 a sort of parallel to that is like we were talking recently about how the way people read is changing due to a lot of the new media formats that are out there and in some ways it almost seems as though TikTok's trying to um uh crystallize encapsulate uh the moments that you need to understand because we all are so busy that we don't have time to sort of dive deeply into long form news the way the way we used to yes and i i think the the time factor is an interesting one right because in some ways if you can provide someone with the most telling moment right um they are based on some other facts that i can pull out here um they actually may be then more likely to read the long form article right not less likely um, so, for example, something that we see uh, is you might think that the, the like in, in Twitter, the tweet copy uh, should be like a teaser to the video, right? Um, but we find the opposite. If the, if the tweet copy very clearly just explain, like says what is in the video, mm -hmm. you're more likely to watch the video. Even though the tweet copy just told you what was in there, um, it, it, you, if it's, a compelling video, then you want to see it for yourself. And mm -hmm. so similarly, I think if you watch that 30 second video and you think, what, what did I just see? Like right. that was fascinating, but now I want to read a whole article on the Trump Kim summit, sure. right? Because I watched that 15 seconds and whoa, right? right? What is happening? And, and I guess that's very context dependent. Uh, and then if I understand you right, that's part of the rationale for Bloomberg too. So that what I, and I've been exploring TikToks, you know, a bit heading in, and I definitely would recommend to our listeners to to check it out. But it it is interesting as sort of a, almost like an initial place to to get the 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 short form quick hit, and then if you want to explore, you still have access to the full depth of of Bloomberg's sort of news organization that that you can kind of explore explore into. Um, have you have you learned anything interesting about those contexts uh, as well? Like um, one thing that I'm always struck by when I'm in Twitter, uh, maybe it's just a, 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 in, it reflective of, of who I'm following, mm -hmm. is how uh, uh, schizophrenic at times my newsfeed may be. And um, that's gotta be something that TikTok's thinking about as well, where like, um, you know, depending on who's following TikTok, like how do you understand what else they might be seeing, uh, what you're competing with for attention, totally. and then also how uh, the, the, the content that you're serving up uh, is actually uh, relevant to someone who is in that context of I'm in my Twitter feed and I'm kind of scanning through. Totally. Uh, I could say a lot on that. Mm -hmm. um, so a couple thoughts on that. Um, so I think one of the, the things we think about TikTok being is sort of a signal in the noise mm -hmm. um, and, and committing to, to providing the most important story, right? So what is the most important story right now that you should be paying attention to? And we will follow it all the way through. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think a lot of the kind of social news uh, startups that have launched, all of them very interesting. And I've watched a lot of the news from a lot of them in the past three months. Um, that's not a commitment they actually make. They have a, other commitments that they're they're making to their to their viewers, and and we want to make that commitment. Mm -hmm. um, at the same time, we recognize that our audience uh, has interests outside of politics, has interests outside of business, 
um, outside of their career, they see that we, they value that we see them as whole people. Mm -hmm. um, and they are curious. Um, they want to know, like, what is this world phenomenon called K-pop, mm -hmm. right? And like, how should I understand why this is important in the world? Right. Um, and something that helps our stories to kind of go into like that drives them is when we, we sort of put a piece of information out there on the table, if you will, um, an, an insight that has a passionate community, specific passionate community that is going to get excited about it mm -hmm. um, and want to talk about it and want to share it. And then that actually helps it get into the larger sort of consciousness, if you will. Yep, yep. Um, and it is tricky though, sort of playing to that well-rounded persona um, without getting sucked into any one, like we're not a K-pop news brand. I'm, right. I'm sorry yeah, to tell yeah, you. Yeah. I mean, right, you know, there's, like, there's still hope. There's, you know? I know, yeah. I know. Um, but, uh, but thinking about how we, how we kind of shine a light on different uh, big trends or most important stories around the world is something we're thinking a lot about. Yeah, I think I, I usually go to Bloomberg for the hard-hitting K-pop reporting, though. So that's, <laughs> yeah, that's so been my experience. Adjacency. Of course. Right. Yep. Um, I want to go back to a topic that we were talking about a, a little while ago, and this is maybe more of a statement than a question. Hopefully, you'll respond to it so it won't just be awkward silence afterwards. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, I, I think that when we were talking about the Marianne Wolf um, book, uh, she's the one who had, had written a piece on um, skimming is becoming the new normal for how we're consuming. And in fact, it's having an impact on our ability to consume longer form, uh, sort of deeper thinking uh, pieces, you know, that require that. Uh, I think that there is an analog to video and then other longer form media, whether it's video or it's more text. Um, it could be that the better that we get at serving up short form and like finding the customer, the consumer right where they are and giving them that shortest form um, little nugget that they can consume, there could be a negative impact of being good at that. Like there could be a societal ill that we are doing and it's not, I'm, I'm not sort of blowing up your spot, but like, you know, where um, uh, I think it's important that we, you know, sort of, if you're looking through keyframes, like thinking keyhole, like what the rest of the room is. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's an opportunity that, that Bloomberg and TikTok probably uniquely has compared to some other organizations that are doing a similar thing um, without the editorial bat, without all of the reporters that you can bring in that actual good longer form reporting. There is an opportunity where you can really align up those hooks to the rest of the longer form uh, consumption you know, so that you can get into the nuance, that you can go deep on that topic. And I know you said that's part of what you're trying to do. I think that that becomes really important. Actually, the better you get at the short form, the more important I think it is for, for you and others to actually show the through line to the longer form stuff so that we as a, if I can go highfalutin here. Please. So that we as a society don't lose the ability to, to consume. <laughs> that was my old timey it's, voice. It's good. Uh, thank you. To, to actually consume things that require more nuance, more attention, more time. Completely. And, and I think, you know, we're seeing that even within the context of, of social media, of, of, of Twitter, um, for example. So um, you know, I think people tend to say things like, well, on Twitter, this works. Or on Facebook, this right. works. Um, and what we've seen is that even like Twitter is a universe in and of itself. And um, while 
Uh, we certainly are not putting out like 20 minute videos on Twitter. Um, even within that universe, um, the, the keyframes do really well, but also our TikTok signatures do really well. And those are the kind of longest form game that we play mm -hmm. within our current iteration. Um, and I mentioned before the pain of watching uh, someone watch a painful like can I get a chance video. I'm interrupting you for one second yeah. but can I get a chance to watch your group watch them watch that <laughs> I feel like right. one more level of pain uh, would yeah be that even, would be really good yeah. we, we have talked about that observing people watch Think focus groups yeah because really we've amazing. had our cringeable yeah. moments here we'll watch that. Yeah, yeah. but I'm sorry I interrupted you yeah, so I, have, I have thoughts on that side as well coming from consulting and <laughs> oh, I'm watch sure their own focus groups um uh so yes, sometimes you uh, see the painful two minute video. At the same time, our two minute videos are some of our most popular videos, which right. says that when you craft something that is nutrient rich, mm -hmm. right? That really helps to, to dissect an issue in an interesting way. And in, I think this is important to video, a human way, right? right? Um, you are already beginning that process of kind of unraveling a topic mm -hmm. and, and engaging someone at a slightly deeper level and, and pushing them to ask more questions, right? And to go even deeper on it. Um, and, and one thing that we uh, really want to do is be there when the news breaks and we can pop out that keyframe and get it to you um, so that you see what's happening in the world um, in a, without having to, if you don't have the benefit of having the time to right. watch the four-hour, right. five-hour hearing, sure. we want you to see what the person said, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. that now you can think about it and talk about it and ask questions about it. Right. But then also we want to come back to you and say, okay, well, here's what we know now. Here are the facts. Here's what's been verified. Here's what's unverified. Here's, mm -hmm. what, here's what other people are saying about this. Um, and we've launched our own podcast and newsletter and are continuing to expand the TikTok universe um, so that we can increasingly follow that through line all the way um, and, and help people to, to stay abreast of what's going on, but also um, go below the, the surface. One of the things I find fascinating about what you do is your turnaround time, right? So uh, much like any journalistic uh, venture, your breaking news is going to take up a large amount of your time, but you're talking about the, the features that you're doing as well. What's that process like the, to get those keyframes out? How fast are you turning around content, video content? What's the focus there uh, to really have that nutrient-rich content, but make sure it's out in front of eyeballs on Twitter as fast as possible? Great question. So um, we have... We we scaled up. One of the reasons that I wasn't hired until uh, until June is because uh, I am the least important person, right? Like when you want to get a 24-7 global newsroom up and running, you need the newsroom mm -hmm. <laughs> first and foremost. And so there is a dedicated global team. We have um, a team, the main team is here in New York. Um, we have a team in London uh, and a team in Hong Kong. So we are truly 24 seven, the lights never go out and we have a weekend team. Like literally we are constantly on, on and ready to go. Um, and we have both a, um, uh, video, video producers as well as a social team mm -hmm. that is focused on, um, crafting. It's not just about the video. It's about the, um, social headline tweet video package, if sure. you will. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and also about timing. Uh, so as much as I just said that timing doesn't matter, I mean, it does if like you put out a video 
a, a beautifully crafted, you know, TikTok signature at a moment when breaking news is occurring, no one's going to watch it. They right. won't talk about the other stuff. So, yeah. um, so it, it is a, a, a global enterprise. And um, while I was not here for this, when the team was first launching, they were doing like drills on how to be able to get up and moving fast. Um, and because I wasn't there for that, I like to envision it as like a Rocky montage, like go, go, go. And like they run up and like try to crash the video. And it's yeah. like, you know, t- stop, watch. Yeah. I think it's fast great. enough, you know. Yeah, all those eighties, those eighties movies couldn't be in eighties movies without uh, without the victory, montage. the training montage, yeah. the, or the victory montage, the upswing giving you in this. Yeah, that's yeah. that's good. Yeah. yeah. Again, yeah. wasn't there, so I just assume that's exactly. That's probably how, how it was. I'm sure. Yeah, that's probably how I'm it was. Sure. Or at least that's how uh, TikTok packaged that <laughs> afterwards. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So that 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 was a a, a big focus uh, for launch, and then of course it, it doesn't end there because now you know in learning what what works best and the types of content. And I think when we launched, it was like, okay, well, we want to create social news. Well, now we have words like keyframes and TikTok signatures mm-hmm. and our kind of classic news videos. And we have lots of different content types. And so we're increasingly becoming more sophisticated, which is useful as we look to expand um, in the coming year. And you will see us continue to roll out more and more TikTok um, because the there's no one place where we all consume today, right? We, there are so many potential places where um, you could consume news video, both mm-hmm. within the context of your phone, as well as the screens that are popping up all around us for better or worse. Yeah. Um, we would love to make those screen, screens uh, educational and informative as opposed to whatever else could be on them. Yeah, sure. And uh, I, th- I think there's a ton for us to learn as an education company from uh, like a news and media company like TikTok. Um, and uh, one, of the, one of the themes that, that we've been looking at a bunch is uh, the concept of, uh, of fake news and uh, the, the crisis of trust that, uh, that we're, we're sort of hurtling into. Uh, I'm sure that's something that uh, both Bloomberg and, and TikTok, I imagine the Atlantic as well, uh, are, are aware of. Um, how, how do you attack that problem? Like, how do you build trust with an audience? How do you build an audience? How do you get a brand out there that um, people believe mm-hmm. uh, in a world where we're increasingly uh, skeptical, critical, uh, you know, po- quote unquote, post-truth? Mm-hmm. Um, how, how do you grapple with that? Like, yeah. what, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, well, first I'd say that was, a, I didn't focus on that part too much, but I mean, that was also a, a critical component of why um, Bloomberg specifically was interested in launching TikTok um, because, again, with a global presence, I mean, Bloomberg is like a massive fact-checking machine. It's insane, right? And so uh, we have an entire team globally called Social Velocity, whose entire job is to fact-check things on social media. Wow. Yeah. Um, so it, it there's a natural, uh, um, call it, mandate or opportunity or um, value to Bloomberg investing in um, uh, taking this on. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, that doesn't mean that we've like, don't worry, guys, we solved the problem of fake news. We got <laughs> it, right? Um, it's more that we're looking to be a provider that you can you can trust. And so then the question becomes, okay, well, how do you build, a, build the brand, um, especially as audiences continue to fragment and fragment and fragment? Mm-hmm. Um, and 
there's not, I mean, one thing is I think you have to, as a, if you're an education company, if you're a news company, you have to accept the fact that you can't just play on like, while TikTok right now is very invested in, in Twitter in the long-term game here, no brand can invest in just one platform, right? right. It, you have to evolve to where your audiences are and you have to help them understand what's going on um, and, and show up essentially. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it's interesting when, when I was at the Atlantic um, in some of the research that we did there, like you, you heard it in the audience research. Someone would say like, oh, well, the reason that I subscribed uh, was because of this article that yep. I happened to read because a friend sent it to me or I saw it on Facebook. And mm -hmm. so while there is this like content deluge that we all have to deal with, it's also true that it's never been uh, in some ways, it's never been harder to get people's attention, but it's never been easier to get in front of people. Right. Um, the problem is it's never been easier for, you know, anybody Anyone. to get in front of everybody. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I don't know that I have any brilliant insight here, but I think it's, it, you have to embrace the game. Like you mm -hmm. can't like sort of, in some ways, there's no like counterintuitive, you know, shun at all. You, you have to show up. Right, right, right. Show up to the party. Yeah. And um and any thoughts really uh, or advice to uh, to uh, a learning company uh, you know and and uh, I guess a related question uh, or idea is like any any ways in which uh, Bloomberg or TikTok specifically thinks about its mission as educational or sure. learning oriented sure I mean I, I think it definitely is um, is education and learning oriented it's it's education of the news right and and trying to provide um, uh, balanced, unbiased, verified news about what's going on, which is really tricky. I mean, on a quick side note there, like uh, in every, like every um, interview we do with our target audience, you'll hear them say, you know, I really value, um, I really value, I don't want opinion. Um, I want analysis. <laughs> Think about that. For a second. <laughs> yeah. The minute you're into analysis territory, my friend, yeah. you are tiptoeing. You are in. It's, you're getting close to opinion, right? You're, you're right. Uh, you're, you're one exit away you're one, if you're not already you know, there. Yeah, like yeah. You're real close. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Because people don't just want the facts, right? Mm -hmm. um, they want the facts threaded together. But the minute you start the threading, right? Uh, you're leaving certain things in or out, and it's it's really it's a tricky tricky area. But that that means that it is an education uh, mission that we have, right? Sure. Because we're trying to educate people in a way that is, um, that allows them to think for themselves. Sure. Yeah. Um, in terms of advice for an education company, um, I think, I think it's, I think one of the sort of false, and I, I don't think this happens on this podcast, um, <laughs> but I think one of the false um, uh, dichotomies that I've heard, so again, going back to my Atlantic days, uh, we worked with a whole host of organizations. A lot of our, the organizations that we worked with or that they still work with um, are nonprofits and educational nonprofits or educational companies. Um, you can get into a false dichotomy of, well, we wanna provide you know, rich educational you know, material versus this like fluffy social media thing. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I don't think that's the way to think about it. I think it's, and, and again, a good example is like, well, we don't want to put out the, the one sentence or the one fact because then people might read it out of context and they'll never come to the deeper piece of information. Mm -hmm. And what I have seen in research at the Atlantic, at Bloomberg, with TikTok, um, 
over and over again is that actually providing a really great nugget mm -hmm. of information, providing a really great short experience is the is the marketing for the content, right? That is the thing that draws people in. So uh, do not be afraid to break your content apart and mm -hmm. provide those key insights, those short pieces with an eye toward the fact that that for the, could be the way that someone comes into your larger, your larger universe. And you will, some of them won't, mm -hmm. right? Um, but you have to accept that as kind of the, the price to get the people who do come in. Um, the teaser style content, like I want to just kill that. I see so much of it and it's so bad and it never works. Yeah. Um, have you explored at all um, like stitching together um, the short form yes. in a way that, cause like that seems like something uh, folks are yearning for too. Like even though the nuggets may be self-contained, mm -hmm. they're not always like put into more of a cohesive arc. Cause like yep. we're, we are searching for narrative and sort of structure to how we get our information. So I'd be curious, uh, you know, what, what your thoughts are. Might be yeah, I mean, so again, yes, definitely thinking about this in the context of TikTok and then also just more broadly what I've seen with other with content. And here I use content provider in the loosest sense of the term, anybody who's putting out content. Um, I think it's, there's value in doing both, mm -hmm. right? So um, if you have an incredible long form piece, be it an article or a long, incredible documentary or a, a, an educational video, right? Um, providing that in full is valuable and people will, will, will read or watch that and providing it broken apart is valuable because that is what draws people in. And you have to in sort of accept the fact that some people will only watch the little nugget and at least they took away something that they didn't know before. Mm -hmm. Some people will come directly to the to the longer form narrative that you've stitched together, which is great, but many people will come to that longer, deeper experience because you provided the the standalone smaller component. Yeah, I think that's the thing that I'm I'm most interested in in thinking about how we apply it to you know us as a learning company and just in talking to our our audiences, you know, I think interested in Hopefully everything, because like, everything's interesting these days. Um, but uh, but also the learning angle on on media um, is how are we connecting that shortest form with the longer form? Um, because you know we we talk about our 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 job to do the job we're hired to do is different than the job that you know a media outfit is hired to do. Where if you don't retain what right. you're learning in the space that we're in, then we fail to do our job. That that's less true of a media organization, right? And so. Um, I think that's really interesting, though, the point that you made, that that people will get to your longer form stuff because of your shorter form stuff, because of the nugget, that actually they won't consume the nugget instead of consuming the longer form. Yep. They'll consume the longer form through because of consuming the nugget. I think there's really interesting educational applications for teachers out there, for learners, for you know people like us about how we prepare the best. And I, I'm... I can imagine that the, you watching the, the the people watching the the two minute videos, uh, how the best not two minute but thirty second, fifteen second. That's how the that's how long your keyframes are, fifteen to thirty seconds. Yep. Like preparing the really the best fifteen to thirty seconds that really gets the 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 hook into a learner in our case, not just a media consumer, but a learner to get her back to the longer form mm -hmm. because. 
it's hard. Like one of learning is hard. That's yeah. the thing I've learned about learning, uh, <laughs> being in the biz of being learning. Uh, it's hard. It's, it's a lot. It's, it's not, it's not fun sometimes. Yeah. It's not all, it's not all fun videos, right? right it's right. like, it's hard stuff. Yeah. yeah. But uh, there may be a way to get the, to really be thoughtful about how we use those hooks well, to and, bring, and, bring folks back. And I guess I, this is a hypothesis, but a hypothesis I would have is that if someone comes in, if you provide that really interesting insight, statistic, right, fact, um, and someone sees that and that's what draws them in and then they do uh, read the longer piece um, or watch the longer piece, whatever that piece may be, um, they would be more likely to remember the fact that drew them in, both because of the repetition and because they've seen it now in two different forms, right? Mm. Like maybe just think of that short form content you're putting out as like, the flashcards, right? yeah. the metaphorical flashcards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they're probably more likely to retain. Yeah, I mean, I think through, you know, interleaving or spaced repetition, I think there is, there's like actual literature that backs up your hypothesis. Like you're talking smart. I think that's, I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we like in our guests. That's we like, right. We like guests who talk smart. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, no, it's a, it's been a fascinating conversation. Uh, we're, we're coming up a little bit on time. Um, I, I was curious just because we are a, uh, sort of a futurist trend spotting uh, program of sorts. Mm. Um, what trends are, are catching your attention these days? Like what, uh, what, uh, what is sort of uh, piquing your interest mm -hmm. that you think is worth noting? Uh, worth noting? Yeah. Um, so I already mentioned nutrient rich as mm -hmm. a, I mean, that's something we're thinking a lot about, but I think we will see others do that. A, a component of that, that we're paying a lot of attention to is um, artful text on screen. So I think there's a, an understanding now that um, text on screen is important because many people are watching videos with the sound off. Yep. Um, but you're starting to see like a real beauty and creativity and what people are doing there. And I feel like so many people have prophesied over the course of the history of the internet, kind of this convergence of video, text, audio, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, I think we're finally seeing some of that start to come to life in these shorter form pieces, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, because it, it it is kind of the best, like people, when they think of video, there's sort of two ways to think about video on social, right? One way to think about it is like, it's the worst way to consume because it's not quick and it's not speedy and I want to like read things. On the other hand, if you can like put great text on screen and do it in a short form way, it might be the best way to dip in because right. you don't have to click through like, it's not, it's bigger than 140 characters when you like, you know, over 200 characters, right? It's, um, it, it gives me a human experience and a flash of a, of a moment. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm excited to see how maybe the prophecy of the internet of all of these converging mediums will actually start to bear fruit yeah. Um, yeah. in interesting ways mm -hmm. by way of text on screen. Interesting. I like that. Yeah. Uh, nutrient rich was my rap name by the way in, in, uh, in yeah? high school it? yeah nice. so it's it's very it's, serendipitous here yes i had i had one other question that's actually in that same vein um just about um you know, new capabilities new technologies uh, we talked you talked a lot about video you talked about live stream i wonder if you thought about you know through tiktok or just in general consumption around interactive or audio mm -hmm. or ar vr um anything that sort of newer media or newer media capabilities? Sure. Um, so we haven't gone there yet necessarily with TikTok, but it is something that um, through other things that I've worked on, thought about. I mean, to me that, again, going back, I mean, it's right there in the name, right? Like an immersive experience. I think, um, I feel like the, we're still in search on the, the VR front of exactly what all the use cases are. 
Um, but I do think some of the, the work that has been done to provide a true kind of human understanding of a, of a complex topic by putting you in the moment is really interesting. On the AR side, I mean, like, that is where I think we'll start to see a lot more of the like everyday use mm -hmm. because, um, I mean, one thing that, I, this is a total side, but that I'm excited to, I don't know if anyone else has noticed how much Google is making a push on um, the kind of uh, now, like within Google Maps, having you rate where you've been mm -hmm. and like pushing and promoting, like helping you understand the area where you are. Like they kind of quietly rolled that thing out, oh, yeah. you know, but it is everywhere now. Um, and I, my hunch on that one is number one, like if they get that right, like they will just kill all the travel companies. Um, and number two, um, it, it could be, that's like a foray. If you think about it, like the Google map experience of the future is an AR experience. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm imagining it right now. Uh, sounds good. Right? It does sound good. I think that's right. I think that's, I was in a um, restaurant, it was a bar, bar restaurant, um, sure. uh, a little while ago, and, and the Google Earth guys, gals were coming in oh, really? to start filming interior, like filming in I'm the interior. You, it's yeah. It's, yeah. There is no space uh, that is, uh, that is a, final frontier for uh for google like they're they're, they're, they're everywhere i think that's yeah. in, that's interesting the ar the arification of google maps i think it's really yeah, interesting that's very cool can uh, can you share with our listeners that location if they want to see uh what you look like while uh while, sure can while no 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 i like to right. i like to keep it on a DL. yeah yeah uh, one last question, uh, Jean Ellen, and, and thanks again for your time. I'm sure we could uh, continue to go on. Love to get you on again. Um, the name TikTok. Yeah. Uh, where did that come from? Sure. Uh, so as you may know, uh, TikTok is a journalism term, um, which is like the rundown, right? Like what's the TikTok on a given topic is like the rundown. And it, it, again, it speaks to that um, promise that we are making to um, follow the story all the way through um, and, and be there for a trend for breaking news, but also continue it and, and fully help you to understand it. Got it. And so it, it sort of ties to that, that mission around being there really throughout the life cycle of the story, providing the, the nutrient rich. Uh, it's, that's exactly right. Goodness. Do you want me to drop a beat? <laughs> I'm just going back to my rap. Uh, this has been great. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm really interested in uh, continuing the conversation. I think, you know, as you go from uh, two or three months into, you know, getting into your one year anniversary, I'd, I'd love to hear more from what you continue to learn. We're in this same kind of learning space too, that education is a form of, through the education we provide is media of some kind, right? Mm -hmm. And that's whether it can be delivered by a human or, or a video. Um, so we're, we're, uh, I think the, the world is kind of learning together on this. So just be interested to keep the, the conversation going. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. And if, uh, if folks want to find out more about TikTok, they just, uh, they look just, up TikTok, they yeah. go to Twitter, they type in TikTok, T-I-C-T-O-C. -T -T That's right. Boom. There you go. Gene Allen Cavgill, general manager of TikTok over at Bloomberg. Thanks so much for the time. Brandon and Mike, great episode as always. For those listening, as they just said, find TikTok on Twitter. Find us there as well, at Trending in Ed. Uh, follow us there. Let us know what you liked about this episode. Leave us a comment over on iTunes. Uh, leave us a comment on Stitcher as well and a rating. And uh, follow along on Trending in Education every Tuesday and uh, extras coming every Thursday as well. Over the next few weeks, we'll be back next week with more Trending in Education. <laughs>